I want to welcome you to the eighth edition of the leadership series we've been having. It's been amazing. If this is your first time of watching, you need to go back and look for the previous seven sessions. Today, I am looking at the seven types of wisdom necessary for success in leadership, which is part of the wise things about leadership. In the beginning, we have discussed the role of wisdom in the leadership success. And now we are looking at the seven types of wisdom necessary for leadership success. So type one is conscience, which is moral wisdom. Type one is conscience, which is moral wisdom. The ability of a leader to distinguish between right and wrong and the capacity of that leader to choose right over wrong. There is no decision, there is no choice, there is no action or inaction of a leader that does not attract the still small voice. For us as Christians, we call that still small voice as the voice of the Holy Spirit. For other people, this still small voice can be the conscience. If the conscience is the moral wisdom that God has placed inside of every individual that calls our attention to the things that we do. If we are doing wrong, our conscience will call our attention to that. But the big question is, why is it that some leaders choose the wrong over the right? It's because there are different types of conscience. And your type of conscience will actually determine the choice you make when you are confronted with the right and wrong choices. The first type of conscience is what we call pure conscience. Now, pure conscience is in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 9, from the King James Version, holding the mystery of the faith in a pure conscience. So a pure conscience is that kind of moral wisdom driven by the word of God and your obedience to God. So as a spiritual leader myself, my conscience is basically driven by my obedience to God. When I'm making choices, my thinking is, is this thing going against the word of God? If it is, I don't do them. The second type is good conscience. As 23 and the verse 1 from the King James Version. And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God until this day. Now, the good conscience, Paul himself, being a Jew, had been raised in a certain traditions of the Jew. These traditions have defined his values. And Paul speaking from here, he's talking about the traditions of his fathers and mothers that have defined his values. So we've all grown up from certain cultural background. These cultural backgrounds also define our values. The good things our parents have taught us, how we were raised on the good grounds, give us what we call good conscience. If you're not raised very well, this good conscience I'm talking about, you may not have it. And that is why you drift towards choosing what is wrong. The next type of conscience is evil conscience. Hebrews 10.22, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. 
Now, this is very high immoral behaviors exhibited by leaders. People with evil conscience are very ungodly and they have no fear of God. And the choices that they make, whether the choices will hurt their followers or will hurt people or will destroy. Like, for instance, if you have politicians stealing money meant for poverty alleviation, when you already have some and, and put it somewhere in an account overseas, this is somebody with an evil conscience. Another type of conscience is what we call the defiled conscience. Titus 1.15 Unto the pure, all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure. But even their mind and conscience is defiled. You see, this is a conscience that is polluted by people around you. Ungodly people around the leader can pollute the conscience of the leader. Fifth type of conscience is weak conscience. 1 Corinthians 8 verse 12. But when he sinned, so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, ye sin against Christ. So people that have not taken a moral stand, you know, everything goes. Those people, their conscience are weak. If you're a leader, you must take a moral stand. You must have certain values you are ready to die for. If you don't have any values you are ready to die for, anybody at all is able to influence your conscience. So weak conscience are conscious that are easily influenced. The next one is seared conscience, and this is a very serious one. First Timothy 4, 2. Speaking lies in hypocrisy and having their conscience seared with a hot iron. This one, even the Holy Ghost cannot convict you of sin or of wrongdoing because your conscience is seared. So these are the types of conscience under moral wisdom. The next type of wisdom is what we call maturity. Maturity is behavioral wisdom, behavioral wisdom. Because every leader's success is driven by a set of behaviors. And if you are a mature leader, you cultivate the right set of behaviors that can give you success in your leadership pursuit. Here are the types of maturity. Number one, maturity by nature. Maturity by nature. As you grow up, you are expected to mature. You are not supposed to behave at the age of 50, the same way you behaved at the age of 20. is a natural maturity. 1 Corinthians 13 verse 11 has this to say, from the NIV, when I was a child, I talked like a child. I talked like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. So you must prove. I've seen people who think that I must be respected because I'm a certain age. Your age, your age must reflect your behavior, how you have put childish things aside. And leaders must learn these things. The next type of maturity is maturity by nurturing, where you can be trained to become matured, where you can be nurtured to become matured. And the next type of Maturity is called maturity by experience. If you learn through your experience, your experiences will grow you up. Then we have maturity by exposure. Maturity by exposure is where you grow because you are now exposed to different things. It is very crucial for leaders to understand all these types of wisdom. The next type of wisdom, number three, is talent. 
Talent is the innate wisdom. Innate wisdom. Have you ever watched a football match and see top footballers like Ronaldo and Messi doing what they can do best? The way they dribble, the way they take the, put the ball between their, their legs and dribble. And you see, it amazes you. It's a form of wisdom. It's a natural wisdom. Every human being has a certain ability. That ability, when you discover it and you develop it, it becomes a wisdom. Something that you do and people are in awe of your skills. Deuteronomy 8.18 has this to say, But remember the Lord thy God from the NIV, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So this ability that God gives you is what we call the innate wisdom. Some people, their innate wisdom is singing. Some in sewing. If you see somebody has composed a song, you are wondering, how did the person do this? Some is sewing. You see somebody has designed a clothes. How did the person do this? Every leader has a certain innate wisdom. And then imitation. Imitation is what I call transferred wisdom. Proverbs 13 verse 20 has this to say from the NIV. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. So you can observe a wise person and you can be wise. Work with the wise people. Choose white people around you and they will transfer their wisdom into you. And then information, which is cognitive wisdom. The more you go to school and you're educated, the better you think. The more you know, the more you do. The more you do, the more you are celebrated by people. So education has a way in which it also makes you wisdom. And then last but one is invention. And that is what we call creative wisdom. Proverbs 3 verse 19, NIV. By wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundation. By understanding, he set the heavens in place. By wisdom, the Lord lays the earth's foundations. So when you see the galaxies and you see our world, you see, it was created by the wisdom of God. See all of us hanging. <laughs> that is the wisdom of God. And because you have the nature of God, God has also given you creative wisdom. You see, your telephone is somebody's creative wisdom. My iPad I'm using is somebody's creative wisdom. Aeroplane is somebody's creative wisdom. My watch is somebody's creative wisdom. Your success as a leader is what you are able to create. I pray for you that God will give you this creative wisdom. But the most important of all these type of wisdoms I've shared with you is the fear of the Lord, which is divine wisdom. Proverbs 9 and the verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Wow. So the fear of God is also another type of wisdom. It's also another type of wisdom. Proverbs 15 verse 33 from the NIV. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord. And humility comes before honor. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord. I pray for the fear of the Lord into your life. Once you develop the fear of the Lord, you are walking in another level of wisdom. This is where you think like God, behave like God, and act like God. Every leader needs all these seven types of wisdom. But if you don't have any at all, please pray for the fear of the Lord. Divine wisdom. Thank you for joining me. I hope it's been a blessing to you. I look forward to sharing the ninth edition with you. God bless you. Bye-bye.